TGIF, everyone. It's Mike Frazier on Friday, November 11th, 2022. This week's topic is the state of America, prevailing optimism. Things have felt pretty grim in America. That feeling's everywhere. This past month, I've traveled from coast to coast and in between. You can see and feel the angst. Sentiment has seldom been as sour as it's seen in 2022. Investor confidence has reached basement levels. The political divide in our nation clearly plays a role in it. The one thing that Democrats and Republicans agree on is a belief that the country is headed in the wrong direction. They just defiantly disagree on the cause. They blame the other. That's been the state of America. But there's always that prevailing optimism. There's hope. Just when you think all is lost, a spark can turn things around. That's what this week felt like, at least to me. The 2022 midterms had some surprises, which could lead to more stability in Washington. I stress the word could because, of course, we're talking about Washington. The other factor driving optimism for better days ahead was the declining rate of inflation, which has draped the American people. Price increases are falling. Some reprieve could be around the corner. And that's the signal the market sent this week. Now, Thursday was a huge day, a day for the ages on Wall Street. The Dow surged 1,200 points. The Nasdaq rocketed 7%. It was the single best day for the stock market since the early days of the COVID recovery rally in 2020. It wasn't just a stock rally. Bonds rallied, too. The dollar had its biggest single decline in a decade. There was a massive amount of tension relieved in asset prices within a tension-filled 2022. You could just feel the burst. Participation was wide. The breadth was impressive. The stuff that got beaten up the most this year led the charge, and it kept building as all the major averages closed at the highs of the day. The strength continued Friday. So why the rally? Well, there's never a definitive answer. We think a number of factors are at play. What's clear is the big boost came on the back of the better-than-expected inflation report on Thursday. Pricing pressure saw some needed reprieve. Inflation has been public enemy number one, so this data suggests that the Fed could cut back on its aggressive tightening campaign in a, a bit. The market's now pricing in an 80% probability of a half-point hike rather than the previously expected three-quarter point hike at the Fed's next meeting next month. That led to lower yields and a weaker dollar, both of which have had a chokehold on asset prices all year. And we outlined this scenario in our recent market update events. It's playing out well. The election results certainly contributed to the strength of stocks, too. There was no red wave as anticipated. In fact, one of our Washington sources called it a red ripple. But gridlock seems certain. The results of something for everyone. A divided government is widely expected. The market sold off on the news, but it largely took it all in stride at first. Then selling started accelerating. It wasn't the election that seemed to put the bigger dent on the fall rally. It was fear and stress in crypto land. That's what sent stocks southward. Rumors of a well-known crypto exchange company based in the Bahamas was failing. Friday, it filed bankruptcy. A week ago, it was worth $34 billion. Now it's wiped out. Some are calling it a Lehman moment for cryptocurrencies. The stock and bond market are absorbing the stress fairly well. Now, the results of the midterm elections are still not complete. The tallies keep coming in. But it's clear that the polls showing the increased Republican momentum were wrong. Polling has been so flawed. Though the Republicans are expected to take the House, the Senate remains very much in the, up in the air. Another 50-50 split, or even the Democrats picking up a seat, is becoming increasingly likely. There will be another runoff in Georgia in December. Arizona and Nevada are still counting. It's too close to call. Divided government and gridlock should be the result, but not in convincing fashion. That said, the market likes gridlock. 
As I mentioned last week, the framework for a divided government with a Democrat in the White House with a split Congress has proven to be the best pairing for the stock market. Ian Bremmer said American democracy was the biggest winner of these midterms. It sure has been tested. Good news is still hard to find in the headlines, but the news appears to be getting less bad. In addition to the domestic issues, things could very well be improving overseas, or at least becoming less bad. There's talk about a ceasefire in Ukraine. An end to the eight-month war would be huge. There are also signs that China is moving away from its Russian alliance and zero-COVID policy. Well, baby steps on those, but it's seemingly moving in a better direction. That matters to the market. It's really not about good or bad. It's about better or worse. Less worse equals better to the market. And this week, Russia withdrew from the key annex city of Kherson. This is considered a stunning win for Ukraine, though some still fear a trap. The West has been united in its defense of Ukraine, led by the USA. American arms and ammunition have provided for the relentless Ukrainian resolve. Ukraine wants it more than Russia. That is crystal clear. The Ukrainian people are fighting for their homeland, while the Russian military appears unsure why they're even there. As Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Milley said, quote, This is a war that did not need to happen, but Ukraine has the morale, the will, and the leadership to win the war. Ukraine has the intangibles, end quote. That's the most important part, according to Milley. What Ukraine needed were the means, which is what the United States has been providing. And this war is about survival for Ukraine. But it's also about the world order, the rules-based order, which has been in place since the Second World War. What was considered a major test for NATO and the Western world has proven to bring the alliances closer together when it appeared to be in tatters. This was a tactical blunder by Vladimir Putin, and his support, and even his troops, are proving weaker than imagined. This is no small deal. Defense stocks, which have soared this year to all-time highs as the war escalated, face some new pressure this week. That's the market suggesting peace is a possibility. Now, the Russian invasion of Ukraine was considered a bit of a blueprint for China and Taiwan. Presidents Putin and Xi formed an alliance in February, just weeks before Russia advanced on its neighbor. It was called a friendship with no limits. Putin wanted to destroy the old world order. Xi wanted to create a new one. This perceived new world order threatened traditional norms and tested Western resolve. The calculated move backfired big time on the Russian leader, and China has been pretty silent while seemingly distancing itself. General Milley reminded us the United States still has the most powerful and dynamic military in the world. It looks like there are indeed limits to China's friendships. President Biden will meet with President Xi next week in a highly anticipated event at the G20 summit. It's reported there will be no joint statement to be issued, and there are no expectations for any specific agreements. But the fact that they're talking is huge. The fact that President Xi is leaving China for a foreign trip is also quite significant. This will only be the second time the Chinese president has left the country since the pandemic began. China's had a strict zero-COVID policy, locking down cities for single cases. It's been devastating to the Chinese economy as well as global supply chains. China seems to be working on an exit strategy from zero-COVID, though they deny it's happening. The key is to watch what they do, not what they say. The Chinese Communist Party will never admit mistakes. Zero-COVID policy is a clear example of this. Chinese health officials say the country will unswervingly adhere to zero COVID. They stress these policies are most economical and effective. While officials say they are sticking with this policy, there are some loosening signs taking place and expectations are building for more reopening. That will also have a significant impact on the supply chain improvements. The Chinese stock market has been rallying of late, and U.S. companies with substantial exposure to China have been rallying too. This is key for a global economy that's facing serious recessionary pressures. China remains the second largest economic power behind the United States. 
Now, change is inevitable. Things evolve. People come and go, but process and culture stick. They're based on shared values and vision. What's best for the new world order is competition, not conflict. That order requires rules and fairness. Rules need to be embraced and followed. That hasn't been happening. Perhaps there's change in the air. There are signs suggesting it's so. We'll learn more next week at the G20. Now back to the market. The path of least resistance seems to have swung to the upside into year end. Seasonality often takes over. November and December are historically the best month for stocks. It's even more pronounced in a midterm year. The setup was certainly there. Internal momentum is building and long-term trends are even firming as half the stocks of the S&P 500 are now making 20-day highs with some back above their 200-day moving average. The S&P itself is now slightly below its simple 200-day moving average, which has been a major level of resistance all year. That level is currently around 4080. It's close. The S&P closed Friday just below 4000. We still think this rally is a bear variety. Bear market rallies are amongst the most powerful. We've seen a few of them in 2022. We think this is another one. Things got so negative and positioning got very crowded to the downside. It was inevitable for the pendulum to swing back, forcing shorts to cover. To be sure, there was real buying at hand too, as risk-seeking investors grab what's perceived to be bargains amongst the rubble. We always have to remind ourselves that bottom formation is a process. Everything going on today fits that bill. Time is what's needed most. Patient really helps that cause. And patience is an ingredient that's been lacking in America. Here's some more reason for optimism. Over the last 90 years, the S&P 500 has generated a median return of 3% through the year end and 17% during the 12 months following midterm elections. Gains have generally been stronger under divided governments, and the S&P gained 5.5% on Thursday alone. It sure looks like this rally has legs into the new year, and it looks like the state of America could very well be back on track to a better place. To all you veterans, thank you so much for your service to our great nation. We are so appreciative for your sacrifice and your oath to the Constitution and commitment to the American people. You are America's heroes. We salute you. Have a nice weekend. We'll be back dark and early on Monday. I'm Mike Frazier.